0: Top horror Time contains graphic and explicit content. It may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> 220 something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. Hello. This is a doozy, a big one today,
1: guys. This is
0: fuck uh, wild uh, movie. Oh my so
1: god. We're doing. It, this is actually fitting. We're recording this on Stuart Gordon's birthday. <gasps> uh, so happy birthday. We're doing Reanimator based on. Yeah. A, Loosely based on the H.P. Lovecraft story. And directed nice. by Stuart Gordon, Gordon <laughs> the birthday boy. Um, following the tale of two medical stu- students that are working on a serum that will give life back to the dead. It's, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. This is this is one of my all-time faves. That's why I'm so nervous doing this. Really <laughs> and I, had, this was Elle's first time seeing all of it. I tried to show it to them yeah. once. And they couldn't get past the ridiculous cat scene.
0: I know. But, but they did get through past- it this time. Yeah, just kind of like tuned- Well, I had to tune out at the part where, like, he opened the fridge and, like, uh-huh. there was that like, the cat was... A... That was a real dead cat. Yeah, I was like, I could have gone the rest of my life not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just- And then the part where he brought the cat back to life, I'm like, this is such a puppet, I can't even believe it. Yeah! It's ridiculous! <laughs> they threw so... it against a wall! My God, there's
1: there's so many uh, things getting thrown against walls and just like the meat
0: sticking. (laughs) God, (laughs) so much. It's absolutely bonkers, wild time. Yeah. So
1: God, where to start? (laughs) Um, Everyone always points out the music to this and how the theme. Uh, just sounds like the psycho theme. I'm like, yeah, that was intentional, whatever. Everyone copies everyone. Bye. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, so, oh, I should mention, uh, so there's a musical of this that I absolutely love. I went to see it, like, five times when it was in L.A. I saw it, like, four times initially, and then they brought it back a couple years later with most of the original cast. Oh, my God. Um, A few people in them that were in that are, like, notable in the horror scene. Now, like, Graham Skipper, who played... Herbert West has, like, directed horror and, like, acted in a lot of, a lot of stuff, um, he was in, um, what was it called, the All the Creatures Were Stray, Rebecca McKendry's movie, Mm -hmm. and then Jesse Merlin played Dr. Hill, I'm just talking about the musical now, oops, one second, my tangent, (laughs) uh, Jesse Merlin played Dr. Hill, um, he's also been in some, like, in quite a few, like, you know, like, lower budget horror movies <laughs> I saw him at Outfest and <laughs> got like starstruck even though no one else knew who the f- I was like George my my brother like George that's it and he's like what <laughs> like no, no one else cared I'm like you understand It's just in Berlin and he's like okay great but yeah, it's like my White Whale. They, like, recorded a cast recording for it and just haven't released it. Like, I don't know if they have the money to finish all the, like, you know, post on it or what, but they keep saying, like, every year, like, it's, it's coming, I swear! And I'm like, okay, I'll buy it! I'll give you money! It's great! But anyway, that's my change when I'm Let's musical. <laughs> Try to track it down if you get it. It was beautiful. Like, there was a splash zone in the first two rows. Yes! Where, like, you get covered with blood. The part at the end where Herbert's getting attacked by, like, the intestine that's come alive. Sh- it just was a hose for blood, so he'd like just start spraying everyone and target those that were squirming. Oh my uh, god! great. Squir- it's that's that's theater, baby. That's theater. But yeah, so uh, give me give me your thoughts on everything aside from the cat thing.
0: <laughs> it is so wild mm-hmm. and just like like I was like that is like in a, in a good way. I was like that's a movie. <laughs> that's a movie right there. <laughs> Cause um movie. Uh Jeffrey Combs did a really good job. Oh god. Uh, yes. He's so good. I follow somebody on Tumblr that's that's their URL and they oh, really? sometimes replog uh reanimator art, so I'm always just like Hell yeah Yeah man, do it, do it. Um I really liked it, I enjoyed it, but like <laughs> the the scene, you know the scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you want to get to that now? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Um... Just, uh... Content warning, uh... Love. There's yeah. uh, rape oh, mention yeah. in this movie, um... Because, like... He's... He'll... Once he gets his head cut off, um... And he comes back to life because of Herbert <laughs> West. And then he has, uh... Oh, shit. What's her name? But I fucked up. Meg! What's her name? Meg! Meg! <laughs> Played by the lovely Miss Barbara Crampton. Yes, Meg. Um, her father, who was also uh, reanimated as well, yeah. uh, is, like, mind-controlled by Hill and, like, told to go, like, kidnap her and, like, bring her to him. And then, like, he's like he brings her to, like, faints and they, like, strap her to a table and they had her stripped naked. And then Hill, like, starts basically sexually assaulting her and... Mm-hmm. He almost puts his severed head in between her legs, but, like, thankfully Dan uh, shows up in time. No, Herbert,
1: sh- Herbert's just been, like, standing there, and is like, okay, let, what are you doing? I'm <laughs> like, like, how long was he there? How, how long were you there, sir? Herbert. Yeah, so that's a doozy. That's, a, <laughs> that's uh, a, It's a lot. Elle was texting me while watching this, and before they even got to that scene, was like, oh, Dr. Hill's creepy. I'm like, oh, oh so Oh, oh
0: a child! <laughs> you have no idea. Because yeah, I, like... I knew, about the I, I knew about like the head scene, but oh, you did. Okay, I knew about it, but I didn't know the context of it, so it's okay. just like yeah, I, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is seems, much worse.
1: <laughs> this scene's a doozy. Now it's one of those things you look back on because I watched this, you know, I think probably in high school for the first time. I thought this was hilarious, and, like, everyone- Oh, so subversive, a head-giving head, and, like, people probably still talk about it that way. Dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, looking at it now, through the lens and the experience that I have now, I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, it's just an example of, like- I don't know, what we shouldn't do in horror anymore. Like, people try to use horror as an excuse to do disgusting things for no fucking reason. Like, they're- (laughs) I don't know. Well, I guess Barbara Cranston doesn't care how the commentary. She's like, it's just a movie! And I'm like, okay. She's like, okay. but, like, I just, you know, I think we should handle it with caution when talking about it. Like, a lot yeah. of things in older horror movies, that's all. Like, just be wary of it. Definitely warn someone, if you're recommending this to them, that there's an mm. assault scene in it. That's yes. very warped. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I, uh, Stuart Gordon's wife divorced him after this movie. And the no, reason wasn't why it? It was
1: the. It wasn't. Was it Stuart Gordon's wife? I thought it was the um the Hill
0: actor's wife. No, I think it was the director's wife. Uh, <laughs> Someone got divorced because somebody of movie. got divorced because of this movie, um, because like, of, of the, thing, the yeah. because of that scene, uh, yeah. And but yeah, the people. Well, yeah, you know. Were, <laughs> yeah, like this <laughs> and like the the
1: tree rape scene in Evil Dead are the two things I'm like oh when I look back. At um,
0: I saw that movie way too young. It was the original. Well, so did I. <laughs> I was like and ten. I, I was like thanks, um neighbor across the street, for making your kid and I watch this with oh you. God. I'm the neighbor. <laughs> uh, and I was like no, no, but like I have. It was all right. just well,
1: alright. I want to go back and talk about Jeffrey Combs because yes. this is literally like one of the best horror performances of all time. Like honestly, mm. like, and he came, He and Stuart Gordon both came from like a theater background. This it's actually cool. They, this is unheard of, especially for like a low budget horror movie. But they had three weeks of rehearsal for oh, this wow. movie, and like I think that you, it shows. Like the three leads have such great chemistry, mm-hmm. and um, I just love. I, I, I actually watched all three movies last night of, of the free series and Jeffrey Combs is still just so fucking dedicated even in like the garbage sequels
0: I love um, it
1: like god love him he's just this tiny little crazy man uh, <laughs> I love this scene where he like uh, they're bringing him into the morgue they're sneaking into the morgue and so Dan has him on a, a gurney um, and so Herbert's shoes are off to look at, make him look like a dead body with, you know, a toe tag and everything, and he just starts putting his shoes on in real time, which I guess yeah. Jack Films like, insisted on doing, He's like, I'm an actor, I can do this, <laughs> I just love always focusing oh on that part when I watch it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of iconic <laughs> lines in this, like, so many, like, I, I think I, it's one of those things I quote all the time without even realizing it, Catnet details later might be the funniest line of all time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you, what? Did any lines jump out at you? Because this is something, you know, I know what lines to look for, but did anything jump out at you? Are you going go to go to the one where,
0: now? um, he's like, oh, yeah, where he's just like, who's going to believe you? Like, talking head? <laughs> get a, it's... a sideshow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he talked about that in the trivia. He was just like, most people got, like, such yeah. a laugh out of that line, it, like, over, like, they didn't hear the get Doing, like sideshow job. Yeah, uh, I should
1: pause. I'm like it's
0: fine, Jeffrey. It's fine. We're it's watching great.
1: it now on home video and can hear it.
0: We got subtitles.
1: Yeah, we're fine.
0: And okay. it was uh, it was David Gale's wife that uh, Hill. Yeah. The guy played Hill. It was him. Okay. I thought it was the director because like that would have been valid. Too. No, I think I think they're still together. Stuart Graham's wife is um
1: has a cameo in the movie too. Um, Ooh. As one of the doctors or nurses nice oh also so another fun fact is like um the the like dead body in the beginning or the body that uh, Dan's working on to try to resuscitate was like Mm -hmm. some kind of like sex worker or something I just just know she brought a bunch of dildos to set is what I
0: remember (laughs) (laughs) she hit them all over the set
1: (laughs) I think that's great I think that's what she should do Uh, I love it I love it Um, I want to go back to talking about Barbara Crampton because I love her, I just want to mention how lovely she is and this is probably one of this is definitely one of her most iconic roles. Yes. Um, she really, like, she really isn't given a lot to do and that's my one, my biggest beef with Reanimator, aside from the head scene in general, is that like, none of these movies really like women because they're all just like devices to like, die and try to bring back to life because that's what happens to Meg at the end and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like, she, um, but I just think she's lovely. <laughs> she is lovely. We stamp. Yeah, and they're all. Yeah. Uh, and then she worked again with Combs in um. In Castle Freak. Is she in
0: From Beyond?
1: Oh, fuck. That's one of my my blind spots. I still need to see From Beyond. But
0: um. Uh... Huh. Oh yes. <laughs> it was in two thousand three, wasn't it? Beyond Reanimator. Oh no! For, uh, yeah, that was yeah. No,
1: she's not in that. There, there's oh. another. It's separate from Reanimator, but it's also Stuart Gordon and Jeffrey Combs. It's a movie called From Beyond. Oh, yeah, she's in that. She's in that. Okay, quote. Wait. Yeah, she so was yeah, nominated the... for
0: a Saturn Award. Oh hell so. yeah!
1: So yeah, she's worked with a this this gang. This is a good little gang that works. That seems to like each other and like working together. And I just think that's neat. Um, yes. My oh, I should. So my friend got to meet them at a uh, convention, and I asked if they wanted a quote. Let me pull it up. <laughs> <Talk> amongst yourselves. Because <laughs> they, like, love this. They love Herbert yeah. West and everything. They actually went to this convention as Herbert West. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, she, like, she like cosplayed. Hell yeah. What the fuck is it? I totally forgot I was gonna do this. I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> say something while I'm doing this.
0: <laughs> um... Barbara uh, Crampton, Jeffrey Combs and John Carpenter are actually three people also Bill Mosley and Tom Holland who directed uh, the first Child's Play movie are going to be in an up-and-coming documentary film directed by David uh, Weiner Uh, it's called In Search of Darkness I think it's going to be talking about like uh, interviews with numerous horror icons from that decade like the 1980s and the impact of horror film genre and uh, popular horror influencers and that's coming out this year so like can't wait! Oh hell yeah! That's a great to...
1: horror docs this year then.
0: God. Hell yeah! So look for okay, her I in that. Okay, found it. So,
1: <laughs> so this is my friend Emily's um, uh, Lugosi spread on Twitter. If you want to find her, but I was like, <laughs> you would, would you like to have a quote on this reanimator episode? Because I know you're the expert. She's like, my quote is, you, you can cite me as reanimator shreds, and Jeffrey Combs is both as nice as you'd imagine and as much of a bitch as you'd think. <laughs> all three leads are great for wildly different reasons Barbara, because she's radiant and cool as hell, Bruce, with Bruce Abbott, who plays Dan, because uh, he's a doofus, and Jeff, because talking to him is like getting playfully bitched out by your grandpa. <laughs> so now I'm
0: like, I need to meet Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> this Please. is something I need to do. These Mr. Combs, come to our cities. And his, like,
1: post-career, he does a lot of voice work. Like, he played the question on, um, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> which was wild to find out. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's Herbert! That's him! This is,
0: probably, this
1: is still his most iconic role, obviously, probably.
0: But... Yeah. He's, like, done a lot of, uh, TV, uh, voiceover acting.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I think it also said that he, um, did a like audio for like a reanimator uh audiobook or something like that. So he did he oh, like voiced it. So of, like the Lovecraft story? Yeah, I think so. Let me find it again. Ooh. Mr. Combs, what'd you do? <laughs> what did you do, Mr. Combs? It's <laughs> also awesome is that like this well, not awesome, but like this film um was almost rated X. And then they had to like tone it down. This and was also was like, no,
1: right. two and a half hours. The first cut. I can't even imagine that. Mm, my God. Because like, I I love that we love a perfect movie that is under ninety minutes. Like this is yeah. like, what eighty seven minutes. I'm like, oh, it flows so well. Like who, I guess whoever edited this is a genius because we cut down. I don't know what the fuck a two and a half hour cut of this would look like. Because
0: this. Oh man. This is a
1: perfect eighty seven minutes. It flows so well. They
0: get right to the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he narrated the 25th anniversary of Reanimator at the 2010 Fantasia uh, event. okay. Film festival, so that's awesome. That's cool. Love that for him. So, so what's your... um, We got True Crime this week. Yeah, True Crime. (laughs) Hell yeah. His name is Robert E. Cornish... And he was a mad scientist. There's actually the. What I'm pulling the information from is an actual uh, website called Mad Scientist Blog. Uh, oh, it's man. like a Canadian based uh, <laughs> this website. And they have like lists of like mad doctors, mad inventors, uh, mad physicists, <laughs> and like just lists of How everything. Every good on this list. <laughs> Trying to get onto it as best I can. Uh, so the year was 1934 uh robert cornish had a laboratory that held a current test subject called lazarus who was strapped to a teeter board and it was rocking up and down to make like a form of circulation since he was obviously dead and he injected into his into the corpse's thigh a brew of adrenaline liver extract gum arabic and blood and then he would do like puffs of uh, oxygen into his gaping mouth as the rocking board slowly drew the solution up and down the body Uh, there was like a leg twitch and then there a gas and then there was a heartbeat started so the wooden teeter board usually used to launch like circus acrobats up in the air is what he was using (laughs) so he was trying to raise the dead with this thing Um, (laughs) it's obviously one of like, people are still trying to figure out how to raise the dead. Um, yeah, but we,
1: haven't,
0: we haven't cracked that yet. <laughs> haven't done it yet. One t- maybe one day. Uh, Cornish had no idea where to start when he originally uh, wanted to do this idea because CPR didn't come back came around until, like, the 1950s. Because uh, before then, even the most basic resuscitation methods had been, like, an old wives' uh, tale. Yeah. Like... Common guidelines for, like, reviving a drowned person back in the day was rolling the victim over a barrel on their back, uh, (laughs) using a bellows to pump air into their mouth and presumably right out of their nose, because they didn't know how to hold it, uh, and then siphoning tobacco smoke up the victim's ass. (laughs) Not kidding. Yeah. If reviving an unconscious drowning victim seems ludicrous with these methods, imagine using them to bring back the dead. So Robert Cornish tried virtually every reanimation method known to man. At one point, even jujitsuing a dead sheep without producing so much as a single zombie, oh uh, or God. even your basic chud.
1: Why didn't <laughs> Herbert do any jujitsu in there?
0: He should have done some jujitsu. That would have
1: just like Chuck Norris kick Doctor <laughs> Head off. <laughs>
0: My, so, by the mid 1930s, uh, Cornish finally hit on a winning combination a rocking teeter board, adrenaline based injections, and fox terriers. So, fox terriers, as opposed to humans, gave him control over both the means of death and the timing. And in 1934, Cornish was able to resuscitate a dead dog, Lazarus IV, uh, five minutes after its heart had stopped. Uh, dead, dogs that stayed dead for longer uh, did not fare so well. See, Lazarus is one through three. Um, but for some reason, the public found this idea of killing zombifying fox terriers oddly repellent. Wonder why? Uh, after so much bad press, Cornish was ousted from his UCLA laboratory and forced to conduct studies in a more suitable mad science locale, his home. The young doctor needed some way to convince people that his research was not only humane, but vital. This probable wish was- improbable wish was granted in the form of Life Returns, which was a universal horror flick that seemingly exists only to advertise Robert Cornish and his research. So, in that movie, uh, Onslow Stevens played uh, John Kendrick. He's a doctor who's obsessed with life restoration and works for a drug company that funds his research. Uh, when his employer urges him to study something a little more practical Kendrick snaps and spirals into insanity and depression (laughs) I guess (laughs) don't we all Uh, somehow it works out that the only way the doctor can win back the respect of his son Danny played by George Braxton was to enlist the help of an on-screen Robert Cornish in reviving his beloved dead dog who was uncredited how dare they uh, Cornish was actually Kendrick's former colleague and while Kendrick was foolish enough to throw his lot in with Big Pharma Cornish went about research the right way and in the movie had became a huge success. Uh, Robert Cornish actually portrayed himself in the film and the dog uh, revivification footage used in the film's climax is actual footage from one of Lazarus' experiments and just so we know this movie is awful just don't watch it <laughs> Uh, so, life returns might have had turned the public tide in Cornish's favor if it wasn't instantly forgettable. Over the next decade, the doctor began to slip steadily into the clammy waters of obscurity, and he might have disappeared entirely if it weren't for a proposed experiment so ghastly and made killing and reviving dogs look like an invisible man taking a n- new dip in an invisible lake. In 1947, condemned child slayer Thomas McMonagall contacted Dr. Cornish with a bizarre offering of his own body. He was awaiting a death sentence in San Quentin. Uh, Cornish believed that McMoneagle could be revived using a homemade heart-lung machine and 60,000 shoelace eyes, and all he needed was immediate access to the corpse. Um, Unfortunately, prison warden Clifton Duffy was dead set against the idea. Uh, McMoneagle was set to be executed in a gas chamber, and this chamber required for at least an hour to air out after the execution before anyone could safely enter. So if Robert Cornish wished to resuscitate the inmate almost immediately after he was put to death, another Robert Cornish would need to be on hand to resuscitate the resuscitator. And that Robert Cornish, succumbing himself to gas poison, would in turn require a third person, so it's like, just, they would never end. There are only a finite number of Robert Cornishes, so we can see why this is impossible. So Cornish and Duffy's bizarre feud snagged headlines worldwide, uh, nationwide. With the doctor threatening at one point to gas and revive a sheep as proof of concept, but beyond practical concerns, there. <laughs> uh, but beyond practical concerns, there is an even more troublesome legal consideration. If someone on death row is put to death then subsequently revived, have they already served their death sentence? When they Lord. then, yeah. When they oh! then. <laughs> Like this former Iranian prisoner, be free. After all, double jeopardy uh, prevents anyone from being tra- tried twice for the same crime. Oh my God. This sounds like a
1: movie The Rock would make or something. <laughs> I already died. <laughs> or like... He's back. Or like Ray Winstone, something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Doctor Cornish was able to revive a dog that had been dead for just uh, five minutes. If you're a first responder speeding across town in an ambulance, that window may just be long enough. But if you're a last responder, which is to say some sort of criminal mastermind intent on breaking into the city morgue and raising a brood of zombie lackeys to do your bidding, you're going to need a bit more time. So, in 2003, scientists in Pittsburgh discovered that you could revive dogs after they had been dead for up to two hours. First, researchers bled their animal subjects to death, and then they pumped a near-freezing saline solution into the dog's veins. This kept the creatures in a state of suspended animation, chilling their organs to prevent lasting damage. Finally, they swapped the saline solution with the original blood and defibrillated their tiny little hearts back into existence with carefully timed electric shocks. 24 of the 27 dogs tested lived to bark about it. So, when it comes to the revivification science, it's tough to separate the practical benefits like reviving the drowned, the shocked and asphyxiated from the obvious creep factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert Cornish's bizarre research style certainly didn't help with this distinction, from his biblically named Lazarus uh, experiments to his horror movie cameo to his plot to turn dead men walking into the walking dead. It's like this guy is trying to come off as a mad scientist, which, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah that's Robert Cornish he was one of just probably the many scientists that wanted to help bring dead people back to life or just like and like he just insane insane man and there's a picture of a dog on this website that has like a white prisoner's outfit and it's like spattered with fake blood (laughs) so I'm about it so that's my that's my guy of the week Robert Cornish crazy man
1: yeah, that's, like, that's wild. Because, yeah, that does bring up a question of, like... And, like, the this movie talks about that, too, of, like, the, the, the benefits and, like, downsides to having this kind of power and, like it, can, like, it Like, any story that that talks about bringing the dead back to life, it's, like, are you playing God at this point? And, like, yeah. For power, and, like, Herbert says it's to help people, um, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: the skeptical faces, I'm, I have it right now. <laughs> <You can't> see. <laughs> Doesn't seem to help
1: any of the people he brings, brings back, because they just come back, like,
0: it's, just, like, spewing blood, and just, wilding out, yeah, oh, it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, like, I got a headache the first time I watched this movie, just all the gore at the end the, the yeah, it's buck wild. Oh, absolutely love, you love, to
0: see it, though. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's so gross, It's, it's great. Yeah, I think they used like almost like triple the amount of like usual fake blood that's used on horror sets with for this one. So, yeah, Stuart Gordon just kept doing more blood of her. <laughs> Keep like, bringing it on. Keep bringing blood. it. Let's go. Let's that's, go. That's a mood. <laughs> Not nearly enough. <laughs> so, shall we talk about how gay this movie is? <laughs> oh please!
1: I wish we would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tra- trans yeah, icon Herbert West. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These
1: are canon. <laughs> yeah, they, like this is. This, I think this is what just what happens when like, you realize there's a lot of queer people in the horror community. We just latch onto characters, and Herbert West has, has become one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is a lot of, uh, bromance uh, going on. Yeah. With
0: her, with him yeah. As a God. Like. Because Dan, like, should, um, pretty what? much, uh, like, after he sees, like, what happened with the cat, he just, like, latches on to this with- He's like, oh, hell this. yeah! And he was just, like, on it. And he was just like, let's go. <laughs>
1: let's let's go! Um, let's go. Yeah. Everyone at caught. we always refer to, like, the blanket scene. Just, this just kills the man. Like, <laughs> just like, kills. like, for reference, dance on the ground, like puts a blanket over him and it's just like cradling him. Literally, like, like straddles his leg over him and it's like it's gonna be okay. Then you're like, oh uh, fellas, I know the rituals are
0: intricate. I know they are. <laughs> I know they
1: are. Yeah, it's like Herbert always just seems like, like jealous of whatever woman is with Dan at the time. Cause Dan's a, Dan's a himbo. He's always a himbo.
0: Big time. Um. <laughs> No, it's just it's yeah. That's it's pretty gay. I love it. Uh, he, I, I yeah. When when Herbert first showed up at the place to like rent the apartment, like he gave this look at Meg after he saw Dan. And he was just kind of like, just, yeah, just Dan's never, like
1: naked when he first meets. Yeah. Him. <laughs> oh, can I can I live here? <laughs> can I live here, please? What's up? <laughs> God. There's also, like, a deleted... There's deleted scenes, too, where he, like, like makes him a sandwich. He's like, you gotta eat this and feel better. There's one where he calls him, like, Danny or something. Danny Boy or something like that. I'm like, ah! Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the domesticity of it all. Yeah, funny. I mean, like, it's one of those things... It's not that deep. There's not, like... I mean, I could try to apply some actual theory to this, but where's the fun in that? Like, it's like, it's like oh, well, obviously the... <laughs> The, um them not being believed or seen as outsiders could be seen as queerness, but like, I don't know. It's more fun to just be like these not god, all. these bitches is gay, good for them. <laughs>
0: good for them. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. Um I I recommend watching it, definitely. Uh and if you do know somebody else that's like interested in watching it, definitely recommend it. and you've seen it before, get like be like, yes, watch it. Just know that there is that scene that happens. Yeah, give that little warning. <laughs> give that warning. Or be like, go on the does the dog die, you know?
1: <laughs> oh the cat definitely dies. Yeah. And the dog dies in the embroidery in animator. Just hands up. There's a lot of this is not a good franchise if you care about violence against women or violence against animals because there's a lot of both. Yeah, They're always the ones that fucking die and yeah. get brought back to life. So,
0: oops. Whoops, yeah. it's like Church the Cat from uh, Cat Cemetery. Except it doesn't last nearly as long. <laughs>
1: yeah. R.I.P. Leo the Cat. R.I.P.
0: Good boy. I wonder if they, I like... Ugh. I hope they never remake this movie because that's just been happening a lot with a lot of like movies are getting like rebooted uh, and like yeah. I see more news about the Saw reboot and I'm like how how dare you
1: I mean, come to my re- house? I mean, I'm gonna go see it. Like I. <laughs> <can't> <laughs> do... what... <clears throat> Sorry. With Reanimator, there was actually like a a fourth one planned that never happened called House of Reanimator where Herbert's like president. Like I would like to see it. I would but, um, like to see it. Like, I'm sure Jeffrey Combs would be down again, but if they yeah. do have to do a reboot, I think it would have to be like Evil Dead, where, like, there's no Ash. Like, there couldn't be you a can't. different actor playing Herbert in this. It would just have to be about some other, like, kooky med students, you know? Which yeah. could be done, but what's the point? Like, just tell a more original story then. Don't call it reanimator. But they would... But then again, they would, so that they could market it and make money off of it, like the fucking Child's Play reboot that has nothing to do with Child's God. Play. God! Uh, uh, yeah, I'd say just try to... just. If it's something that you gotta avoid, something like this, where it's such an iconic character and actor, like, just do an original idea instead. That's my hot take. <laughs> yeah, and, like, really. Because, like, horror is still a market where you can make a lot of money off an original idea if it's good, like, because you can make it with no money and then make back a profit if it does well, like. Yeah. So you can take more risks with it. Um, For real. So, yeah, that's my peace of mind. I, yeah. I, don't do a re- reanimated without Herbert West. <laughs> For real. For real.
0: For real. Sorry. So, uh. Wind it down? We want to wind down? Yeah. yeah. Um, would you like me to go? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Uh, so I, I read an entire, it wasn't like a super long book, but I read an entire book yesterday, like from start to Jesus. finish. Jesus.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I am on it. Um, <clears throat> it was called, uh, Brain on Fire by Susanna, uh, oh. And How was that? It is so, like... Because, like, it's, like, her month of madness. Just, like, her mm-hmm. sheer body just started, like, rip, like attacking her brain. Um, because it was, like, this disease that they really hadn't discovered until, like, 2003. It was, like... It had something to, like... NDMA, I think is what it was called. So, like, these antibodies that go into your brain were, like... They, something was going haywire with them. Um, and... Like, half the time when you got diagnosed with it, they would do an exam on your pelvis uh, to see if you had, like, these uh, testomeras, which were, like, these almost little tumors um, in your ovaries and stuff, and they would, like, get them out. And generally, people who had those tended to recover a little bit faster than people who didn't. And, like, half the time, there would be, like, hair and teeth and stuff inside of it. So, eh, yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, like it was she was losing like memory uh she wasn't really able to form a lot of them and like she couldn't really talk well uh she was it took her a while to like just to walk in general um and she'd have bouts of like mania and um psychosis and stuff like that it was a really good read i it was really um it was really good and she's still alive because she did get diagnosed and i think Mm -hmm. they've Expanded the number of people who've been diagnosed with what she had is, like, into the thousands now. Because, um, obviously, like, if they didn't know, they it generally got misdiagnosed with something else, or it just, like, they didn't even know what it was, so they couldn't even really treat it. Uh, and she's still alive. I think she still works for the New York Post because uh, her story was uh, put into that. And, like, she gets calls and emails from people whose relatives or uh, their own family has gotten diagnosed with that, so it's it's a scary it's scary to think about because she was like our age when it happened to her, so it just started like for no like it is there's not really any rhyme or reason. Sometimes it just happens. So I'm just like hope it never happens to me like ever, please. Oh big yikes. Yeah, and now I'm reading uh now I'm reading Egghead by Bo Burnham because I've had that on my (laughs) shelf for years. So, I figure I might as well get that out of the way, too. I just read all the ones that I just had for a long time and just like and empty out my up. shelves. Empty out my shelves and get that all taken care of. But uh, other than that, not too much else I've been doing. Uh, I did rent a whole bunch of movies from the library, including uh, First Reformed, The Latest Mission <laughs> Impossible. Um, Whoop! <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Leave no trace. Black Klansman. Eighth grade, uh, and Stan and Ollie, which I hear is very cute. I've liked those comedians so. Leave no trace is so fucking good. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm I'm just gonna binge watch a bunch of these movies today after my family dinner is done. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I finally started the terror. The, uh, yeah.
1: The first season, not the. Uh, I talked about it on Twitter. My friend's like, is the second season? I'm like, no, it's something else. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's it's wild. I'm only, I'm four episodes in. And it's the first, it's a slow burn, especially like the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And then episode three, shit just starts going. You're like, oh shit. You're like, shit. It's about, it's about these like two um, like ships, like, I think like Navy ships or something back in mm-hmm. the, the, the olden days like the 1800s that they get like stuck because the the water freezes and so they're just like well shit and like, yeah. just they're just stuck there so first you have to get to that point and then like, there's a fucking giant bear that starts eating people.
0: You're like, oh, oh okay! Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was, uh, it was based off the Franklin Expedition, which, uh, yeah. I did for my real events back on, like, one of our earliest episodes. Yeah, you did, yeah! Yeah, and they added oh, the yeah. bear to the show, so.
1: <laughs> we got out of bear! We gotta... yeah. this Jared Harris bear. isn't enough! God, what a year for Jared Harris. Like, everyone, yes. the ladies love him now, because between this and Chernobyl. Which I'm sure Sydney will talk about when she's on here next week. Yeah, sorry for, uh, fucking up, y'all. Because Sydney- Obviously we are not doing the, the Fury with Sydney right now. That's next week. I just don't know how to look at calendars.
0: What is time? At all. Just... Yeah, she'll
1: be here next week. We'll next week. we talking about the Fury. You can watch it to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, um, my friend Carter, he's Carter Adams on Twitter, wanted us to- he asked about our opinions on um the whole situation with the hunt being pulled.
0: Yeah,
1: and like that's a doozy. Cause yeah. like I, cause like my first thought when I first heard it was like I'm like this isn't the first time, unfortunately, that something's been delayed or in this case just totally shelved and pulled. Yeah, because of real life violence that's happening. And so okay. first I was like, well, you know, that's that's happened before. Especially, like, post-9-11, a lot of things got delayed or pulled. Yeah. But, um, but then I, I didn't know the, the the exact reason why it was pulled and because of a fucking Trump tweet. And so I'm like, oh, okay, shit. Because, like, because that's when it gets bad and questionable is when it's literally just uh, controlling media consumption. And, like, that's that, that's a sign of fascism, y'all. Yeah. Uh, it's, con- it's just, like, controlling art. Like, it's called the hunt art, alright? Like, um, that's like, yeah, I'm like, that, but that, yeah, that's my take. I don't know if you have a take.
0: No, yeah, it's about the, yeah, same. Yeah. Same, same opinion. I feel yeah, it. it. it's fucking bullshit. That's all. Yeah, We're, I, like, I remember, uh, when, uh, Lilo and Stitch just, just, kind of just, like, and something similar, but, like, it got released as, anyways, but, like, um, before the, uh, spaceship chase was originally gonna take place, like, inside the city of Hawaii, so, like, there'd be oh, yeah. fl- planes flying, yeah, f- uh, around buildings and stuff, um, and, yeah, so they had to, like, go back to the drawing board, and, like, you can find these scenes, like, they released these since they were, like, some of them were fully colored and animated on YouTube, um, and then after uh, 9-11 happened, they were like, we're going to change that real quick. So that's why I think it got delayed, but then, like, it was, I don't, it wasn't, like, fully done, so it was easy to, like, just substitute mm-hmm. something else, so. But, yeah, like, and and also, um, if you look online, you can find posters of the first Spider-Man movie by Sam Rami um, with uh, Peter Parker's, like, eye, and you can see the Twin Towers reflecting in it. Um, those were pulled uh, because they were released, like, just before it happened, and people stole them from theaters, so they're, like, a high value. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, they're very high value right now, uh, so if you got one, uh, nice job. <laughs> they're worth a lot of money. Damn! Yeah. Okay,
1: so yeah, that's, that's that, it's bullshit, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the hunt wasn't, the, they're- that was not what was causing the
0: problems, it's like horror. Movies. But anyway, yeah. Uh... Well, and like Walmart polling violent video games and still selling <laughs> While guns. While still selling guns? Yeah. You idiots! <laughs> like, ah, uh, yeah, that's that's what's causing the problem because they're throwing video games at me in schools and theaters and shit, they so. just keep going to the same scapegoats
1: and the hunters same become a scapegoat Same
0: scapegoats every time. Every time.
1: A lot of people, some people are speculating maybe, like, Shudder will pick it up or something, like...
0: Mm. Like, I hope... I
1: feel bad for everyone that made it that it's just, yeah. like, if it just doesn't get fucking released, like...
0: Just have, like, yeah, that'd be cool if, like, Shudder or something, like, took, took a hold of it and mm. released it on their, uh, platform. So, yeah, it's bullshit. It's stupid. Yeah. But, but thanks for the question, Carter. Yeah, everyone... Yeah, it, Send us questions if you have questions for us you know? but, We got uh, lots of we got lots of yeah. opinions and we will yeah, see yeah. them. <laughs> so where can people find us,
1: Elle?
0: Uh, we are on Twitter at Horror Time Pod for the podcast and I am at LM Designs on Twitter as well. And our Facebook is Stop Horror Time Pod. And if you also have any questions or Anything like that, uh, we have a Gmail at time at Gmail. So just spread the word about us. Leave us reviews on wherever you find your favorite podcasts if they allow that, and just tell everybody about us because we love to have new people join and just come in, come in, join us. To come in this area with us. We love to have new people to <laughs> talk to. Play with us. <laughs> yeah, play with us. This Griffin I would say. Uh, where can we find you, El? Uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Kate? What? Why are you being I'm, I'm Kate and
1: I'm, I'm gay mafia on Twitter at Panster Alliance. I've literally just in the community become known as Gay Mafia. Like that's I I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. <laughs>
0: God bless. Yeah, I
1: got a I got a shout-out on Queer Wolf last week and like started crying in my car. I was like, ah, <laughs> I heard that. I was just up. like, "Kate, yeah, are you on?" Yeah, so long, folks. I'm not doing this shitty podcast anymore. No. We're out. <laughs> we're out. I'm famous now. No, um. <laughs> all right. So we'll see you all next week when we actually will have our special guest back.
0: Hell yes, we will have her, and we're so excited to talk to her. Uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. So we'll get, see you guys then. All right. All right bye. bye.